after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. All right, welcome in everybody to another episode of Moving the Goalposts. I'm here with Liam. How you doing? Um, I'm sorry that that was a kind of a bad intro. Um, <laughs> sorry. So okay, so we just got to get all this out of the way. Um, you can follow us on uh, you can follow us on um, uh, on at on uh, at mtgpetb on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or X and uh, TikTok. Um, and you can follow uh, the Empty the Bench Network on social media at ETB Network. Um, you you can follow us on YouTube.com slash ETB Network or at ETBpodcast.com where you get all your podcasts. You can listen to us where you get all your favorite podcasts. All right. I think that's everything. So we have to get into a lot of uh, the biggest story right now, which is Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. With another feud, worse than a feud, could be a legal feud. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you've been living underneath a rock, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and sort of suggested that Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want the list, the Epstein list, to get out uh, because, uh, you know, supposedly suggesting, implying that Jimmy Kimmel is on the list. <laughs> Yeah, so he the the exact thing that he said was um, AJ Hawk asked him. Uh, they were talking about the Super Bowl logos. I don't know if you saw that, but there's like a conspiracy that the Super Bowl logos have the team, the colors of the teams that are in it every year. Um, so they were talking about that, and then AJ Hawk said, uh, "Does this relate to Epstein's client list?" Uh, and then um, Aaron Rodgers said, that "It's coming out soon, and there's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, who don't want it to come out." Um, so then Jimmy Kimmel uh, responded and was like, hey, asshole, but he spelled it A-A, like the, like Aaron, like A-A, Ron, uh, which was pretty funny. And he was like, I'm ne- basically saying he's never seen him. And he was like, if you want, he's never seen uh, Epstein. And he was like, if you want to continue, like, talk, if you don't cut it out, we can talk, like, about it face-to-face in court. Um, I don't know, this was, this was, I, I, and I, I think you're the same way. I normally, like, defended a lot not defended but like i've been fine with a lot of what rod the way rogers has talked like but this one is 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 much different i mean most of the stuff that he's said um whether it has to do with vaccines or whatever it is that doesn't hurt other people this one was could be very harmful to somebody else and is probably the definition of slander if it was going to go into the courts yeah i mean it would be very i mean i don't know if there would be any if right now, like the thing is, if Rogers just walks it back, apologizes and publicly apologizes and says, sorry, I was joking. I didn't mean that. Then he probably wouldn't get sued. It wouldn't be like the thing would probably be over. Um, but I mean, it is clearly slander uh, and it just completely baseless. I mean, it, I mean, to go on national TV and suggest that somebody is a pedophile is a pretty wild move to make i mean like yeah i think he may have just been talking shit but that is a crazy thing to say that's just a a wild allegation to make and it without really any evidence yeah without evidence it's it's past like talking shit like mcafee did apologize said like you know i think he was just talking shit but that's like like you said like accusing someone of that is past talking shit yeah. Like, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel made jokes about Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers might 
be trying to throw Barb back, but that's that's way different than making a joke. And and he wasn't it wasn't like laughter or anything. Like he was he was being serious about it. But I I do think that it's past Aaron Rodgers to apologize. Aaron Rodgers never really like apologizes for everything. Even though I like Rodgers, he always thinks he's like the smartest person in the room. Definitely. And even when he did the like. Um, immunized thing like he he never has really like apologized for anything ever yeah um i mean look i don't care if you don't apologize about things in general um i'm not one to demand other people apologize but in this case he really should apologize because well, it should like, be for himself not even for for other people demanding it's probably a better idea for his own yeah self to apologize. and for pat mcafee too because pat mcafee's brought up is inevitably in this caught up in this storm and yeah, he's and paying him like a million dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. He pays, he's paid Aaron Rodgers a million dollars to come onto his show every week, but also like ESP, ESPN is owned by Disney and so is ABC and Jimmy Kimmel's averaging 3 million viewers a night. He's hosting the Oscars for ABC. He's there now. Obviously late night is not what it was back with Johnny Carson and Jay Leno and stuff like that. But He's their primary late night host. He does a lot of other things for ABC. He's more important to uh, Disney than McAfee is. And he's going on 20 years of his show. You could argue that the two most important people at Disney are, in terms of on-air talent, are Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. So the the thing, like, if, if Jimmy Kimmel really got pissed off at McAfee show, not that he could get him off air, but he could really stir the pot. Yeah, yeah. It's just a really – I mean, like, Aaron Rodgers – but the weird thing, though, is that, like, Aaron Rodgers is also really good at talking shit. Like, you think yeah. that, like, he could, like, bring up Jimmy Kimmel in a way or, like, it, it, like in a way that he can talk shit to Jimmy Kimmel without it getting to the point where he might get sued? Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the thing. Like, And the, the thing that would annoy me if I was Disney, too, is, like – it was such a baseless claim. Like if there were some claims that Kimmel had been on the client list, and obviously it was a whole different issue, but it didn't even need to happen because he wasn't even on the client list. So yeah, I've never heard anybody say Jimmy Kimmel had anything to do with Epstein. Right. And say that people believe Rogers, like it could it could also hurt like Jimmy Kimmel's ratings or stuff, even even if by a little bit, even though it's not true. Yeah, like, I mean so I, I, you wouldn't be able to happy. prove that in court. Um but it, it would, but still, I mean, it is still, it still is slander and can't end well. Um, I don't know if there were any actual damages that this right. caused, um, but I mean, it can't. It still is a reckless and crazy thing to say. Um, it, it, it was just like I, I, I don't. It, I, I mean, to make a claim like that on national TV is like, yeah. I, I, it just seems like a little bit like a professional athlete thing, where you know, professional athletes are very often coddled for a long time and they think they can get away with anything right. this is what it seems like and him not coming out and apologizing like you have to like his agents must be telling him like okay come out and apologize and retract the statement yeah I, and he hasn't I said agree. anything he seems I to agree. have said no and it, it yeah and it's um it's yeah and i was surprised the jets didn't make any statement either i thought that, that the jets might have said something but but they um, did it because aaron Rodgers runs so much the team. yeah exactly uh, so, uh and which, to be fair i'm fine with the jets not saying anything they don't need to be involved with aaron Rodgers on a personal level like this um but good. but like why aaron Rodgers? how long has it been 48 hours yeah so in 48 hours he didn't come out with any sort of like retraction or he won't. i don't think he will at all because he just isn't that person I mean, sometimes apologizing is the smart thing to do. Correct. Like, you're not bending the knee or anything. If, if say, you were wrong, you, you should apologize. a statement and then say, sorry. Well, and if you were wrong, you should apologize. And Aaron Rodgers was wrong. I think even, even, uh, even Pat McAfee, who's probably one of his best friends, is admitting that Rodgers was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... It, he like it was obviously a baseless claim. No, like I said, I've never even heard of rumors of Jimmy Kimmel having ties right. to Epstein. Right. He just wanted. He just doesn't like Kimmel, which is fine. But is well, like, yeah. I mean, and that's that's the other thing that has annoyed me about this situation is like such an issue in this country is that uh, everybody just like now in this country, no matter the issue, everybody just toes like whatever political line they're on. 
So, like, if you see a lot of conservatives were, like, saying that it was okay or whatever that Aaron Rodgers did that and a lot of liberal people were going out because Jimmy Kimmel is much more left-leaning. But in, I, that's, like, stupid. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. what the politics of the person are. This was, like, an out – it seems that now the list might come out and Jimmy Kimmel's name might be on it, but it doesn't seem like that at all. And so it seems like this was just an out-and-out lie or bullshit. Yeah, I mean, most of the people on Epstein's list seem to be, like, older people. Like people who are powerful long before, and who are a lot richer than Jimmy Kimmel. Like yeah, him. like way before Jimmy Kimmel was really all right. that famous. Right. But like it doesn't even seem like he would be like a typical suspect, um, which is what makes it so strange. But I mean, like being Aaron Rodgers' agent has to be a really difficult job right now. I mean, because there's no way his agent didn't tell him come out and like apologize. Pat McAfee probably asked him, "Would you apologize?" Yeah, I mean, and and you, have be, you have to be annoyed if you're the agent, too, because stuff like this could also mess up, you know, things that opportunities that you might have after football, whether it be television or, or media. Yeah, or yeah. Stuff like that. Although, I mean, Rogers probably doesn't care that much about that. He doesn't, but his agent would. But. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, like, the point is, like, look, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I don't know. Like, sometimes you have to not be stubborn and say, OK. Um, yeah. Of course. And, and just admit you were wrong. And That's Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to have that based on what is – based on this. Uh, uh, yeah. Doesn't seem to be doing that. And I will say that Aaron Rodgers is also very good at uh, keeping the attention on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. Nothing wrong with it. But even – he hasn't played a down or he's played four downs this season. And the attention has been on him more than anything. I've heard Aaron Rodgers talk – much more than I've heard Zach Wilson talk this year. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he's, he's not – just like a lot of professional athletes, he's in the news for things other than his his play – his uh, uh, on-the-field play. Right. Um, I, I mean, that, that would likely be the case anyway. Um, and, yeah, he clearly wants the attention to be on him. Like I said, nothing wrong with that. I, I don't take issue with him seeking attention. He's a public figure. Um, I, I the only thing I take issue with is slander. Correct. And slander that it can really harm somebody else. I mean, it, I mean, the good news is I don't think anybody actually believes him. Uh, it, it, I don't think I don't think a whole lot of people were watching them were like, "Wow, right." Uh, Rogers is right, but I mean, Jimmy Kimmel has to come out with a statement strongly refuting that. Yeah, that was the thing is um, – like, like, I can't get mad at Kimmel for overreacting or anything. At all. People were like, oh, you know, there was somebody who was like, oh, uh, there were a lot of people saying, oh, you're giving like all these trolls fuel because they want you to respond. Complete disagree. You, you, if you're not on the list, which it seems that he's really not, you have to come out because – Especially like something as big as that. Like, right. if we, like if one of us, some no-name podcasters – said right. that it wouldn't really matter. Like he, it, nobody, he wouldn't respond or whatever, but this is like, this has millions and millions of views. Correct. And this, this is seen multiple times. So with an allegation like that, you have to respond. To yeah. It. I, it, I thought it was the absolute, absolutely the right move by Kimmel to respond and, and, and say, you know, and, and which was, it seems the truth that he didn't even know, which is just crazy. Like if he didn't even know him or anything like that is like the fact, like, it, which I agree. I've never heard any. I've heard certainly there's a lot of pictures of people that have been linked, and Jimmy Kimmel hasn't been in any of those pictures. So I, I can't imagine that he was there. And so it's it's it is a, a, I mean, a even if situation. There were a picture of Jimmy Kimmel with Epstein, right? Even even if that were the case, that would still be a wild accusation to make. Because taking a picture with a famous person right, right, right. doesn't mean like you're involved with them personally in right. any way. Like even then, that would be ridiculous, right? Um, but in this case, it's it, it. It was just like him trying to talk shit and get back at him in a way that was just so out of bounds. It's not like Jimmy Kimmel slandered him; he just made fun of him. Yeah, exactly. And, and he clearly has a fragile ego, um, Aaron Rodgers. And to be fair, most professional athletes, especially quarterbacks, probably do. Correct. Um, you kind of have to have a bit of an ego to be a good athlete. I don't take issue with that at all but you have to know how to like channel that like yeah I, I, yeah absolutely and, and like look I, I I've defended Rogers I think in every other controversy he's been in 
including like on the field play when people talk about like criticizing Rodgers for only winning one Super Bowl. Every other criticism of Rodgers, I think, has often been like very silly. But this one, I just can't defend him on. Like it is indefensible to make slanderous claims. And if it was a quarterback or a player that I didn't like, if Tom Brady had done this, I thought about it. Yeah, I would be like, this is just absurd. Just because he's my quarterback. Right. Like I'm not gonna defend him for that. For yeah, I don't I don't think I you're... would never defend anybody else for, for doing. Yeah, I I don't think that you're in the minority. I think that I don't I don't think I've seen anybody really come out and defend. Yeah, I, I haven't either. He really doesn't have any um which he was being defended, like you said, he, he's been defended on most stuff, but this I don't see him having Yeah, any. I mean you could maybe find somebody who really has who has very motivated reasoning. Right. Um, but, you know, if I try to think about things and take a position, I don't want motivated reasoning to be the reason. I want to take it out of that and say, okay, well, what if, what if you know, somebody else, just because he's my quarterback, I'm not going to defend him for that. I mean, like, I don't want to go down that road. I, I don't think that 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 is right. Um, okay, so I want to get into some of this NFL stuff, this other scandal, which now feels like ancient history, um, thanks to Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee. Um, uh, this whole thing with the refs and the Lions and the Cowboys, uh, basically, this is a move that it's not, it's worse than the refs making a bad call, I feel like. It is a mistake that the refs made that the Lions are paying for. Because the Lions, Deck, uh, Taylor Decker clearly reported to the ref as an eligible receiver. And... And the refs messed it up claiming number 70 reported as an eligible receiver. I don't know how you mess that up, but I mean, this is just so bad for the integrity of the NFL right now. Yeah. I I don't, uh, apparently that crew has been like demoted or something, but I don't know. Individual ref. They haven't been demoted. They're doing Saturday night's game against P- Pittsburgh and Baltimore. It's ridiculous. What were they taking off of them? Weren't they taking off of something? No, they were kept. They were they were put on Saturday night's game. This is ridiculous. I think they think they might not do the playoffs, but they should be suspended immediately. It's unbelievable. So, now, with that being or said, at least, to be fair, that individual ref. I don't know if the whole crew has anything to do with it because that that was a very individual thing. But with that being said, though, first of all. After it happened, it was horrible what happened. And it was, of course, the Cowboys got the benefit of a call. They get the benefit of almost every call. But it was horrible what happened. But he should not have gone for the second two-point conversion from the seven. He should have just cut his losses and kicked the extra point. You've got Dallas on the ropes. Yes, you should have beat them. But you've got them on the ropes. Uh, You've got them on the ropes. You've got them on the ropes. You've got them. Nervous at home. You just took tied. First of all, I don't agree with the going for the two in the first place because this you're not a big underdog team. You just got a big uh, touchdown to get momentum back. I don't agree with going for it in the first place. They did get it, but then a bad call. He should not have gone from the seven. Yeah, you, you, you kick the extra point. Take it to overtime. One of the longest two-point conversions all year, and it was unnecessary. But it's one of the biggest calls – Yes, the Cowboys won the game. It's one of the biggest calls in the NFL this season. If the call is not – if the right person is reported as eligible, Detroit will be in the two seed right now. Eagles will be in the three. Cowboys will be in the five. Instead, it's Cowboys two, Detroit three, Eagles five. Detroit loses a home game. Dallas gains two because they wouldn't win the division. So that was maybe one of the biggest calls of the entire season. Yeah, and it was and it, and like it's not even just that they lost the game, which would have been bad enough. This is the whole season. I mean, yeah. they're still a playoff team, and the Cowboys are the the Cowboy. It's big because the Cowboys are unequivocally a better team at home than they were on the road. So now instead of going on the road, they're going to get two home games. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. It, it it's just it, it's as bad as it gets. It's, it's as bad for the integrity of the NFL as it gets. Um. It, 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 it's kind of like, I mean, the NFL doesn't have a reputation for like bad officiating or I wouldn't say bad officiating, corrupt officiating like the NBA does. 
there hasn't been like an NFL version of Tim Donaghy or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. But this is also a bad look for the NFL. And I think that like the NFL sent a video out to the officiator, to the, uh, to the refs. Well, about like what to do when uh, yeah. a receiver, somebody reports as an eligible receiver, which seems like a very simple thing. It's we're reporting number 68, right? It's, That's all it is. It's, it's, it's a bad look for the NFL as well because the story of the season has been bad officiating. Yeah. And then it's just continued and continued. This is, I mean, it's recency bias, of course, but I don't think I've seen refing like this, maybe outside of like when the replacement refs were there, but those weren't real referees. So it is what it is. But the, this, the ref, the refing has been God awful this year. I mean, God awful. Yeah. And Um, also Troy Aikman pointed this out. This doesn't have to do with what happened on the play, but Troy Aikman pointed this out. If you're watching a game on TV, you can make the call in two seconds on the replay. Why are we going to 10, 15 minute reviews on plays? It's insane. They're reviewing it. And the announcers and the, Guy, whether it's Dean Blandino or uh, Terry McCauley, whoever it is, they make the call in two seconds. We're going to a 10-minute review. It's ridiculous. It slows the game down. It's horrible. Yeah, well, sometimes sometimes they're able to do it quickly. But mostly it's like 10-minute reviews. Yeah, and, and the problem is it's also like, I mean, obviously you can't re- like review something like this because you can't. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if like maybe they'll change the rule or something where you can – review the video i don't know if they were like if there would be a way to hear yeah what they were saying but like we all saw on the video that he that 60 that taylor decker mm-hmm. reported or, or like went up to the ref right before the play presumably to report himself as yeah. an eligible receiver and apparently according to dan campbell discussed this play with the refs before right. the game he did so and, and by the way Given that they practice this play, I'm sure so many times, the first thing you do is report as an eligible receiver. I just would find it so hard to believe that they would mess that up. Like, yeah, the guy did nothing wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I don't understand that. Um, yeah, it was, it was I also don't fully understand the ins and outs of what it looks like. I mean, what is I, – I, I've never – I've never obviously played in the NFL, so I don't know exactly how it works, but if they say – 68 is reporting as an eligible receiver. The ref reports, right? Like, doesn't he say who's reporting? Yes, he says it out loud, yeah. Of course. He says it out loud. So what happened? Because they were right there. Did he say 68 is reporting as an eligible receiver? Did the ref say 70 is el- has reported yes, as an 70, eligible receiver? Yeah. 70. That's what I'm saying. Did he, he say the wrong number? But like, wouldn't somebody have caught that? I don't know. It was it was it was it was bungled. It was bad officiating. Um, and and let you know, move on from that because the Cowboys are now going to win the division, and the Cowboys deserve to win the division because what happened on Sunday was a close as close to a fire everybody game as you can get for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a disgraceful yeah. loss for the Eagles. A team came in there with eight less wins than them. They're only the fourth team in NFL history to lose a home game to a team with eight less wins than them. A game you need for the division. You're playing Arizona at ten o'clock in the morning or at eleven o'clock in the morning, Arizona time, at home. Better conditions for you. You have a lead for almost all the game, and you lose the game. Yeah, that's disgraceful. Horrible. That is a horrible loss for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean. I thought it was as bad as it gets with the Seahawks um, when, when the Seahawks lo- when they lost to the Seahawks. This is like a million times worse. Sort of playoff team because at least when they lost to the Seahawks, my attitude was like, okay, if you listen, like I think it was a few episodes ago where I said, okay, if they lost to the Seahawks, um, okay, they don't look as good of a team right now, but they're almost certainly going to win the division, right? I mean, the next two games are against the Cardinals and the Giants, and those are just easy wins. Um, Right now, the Eagles, I don't think there are a lot of teams that could be easy wins for the Eagles. Maybe no, they, the Chargers, they maybe are, really bad teams. But well, the Eagles, like, right now, they look like a mediocre team at best. Right now. When we, they just when have we, a bunch um, of wins. But I haven't seen any team regress this season like the Eagles have. Yeah, I mean, when we 
when we looked at uh, when we talked about um, the Eagles losing to the Seahawks, I said they're going to win the division because they've got the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants. They got really close to losing to the Giants. They lost the Cardinals. First and 20 with the game tied in field goal range, the Eagles had first and 20, and they ran a quarterback run, a quarterback run, called a timeout, and then threw a bubble screen. I mean, that is horrible. Yeah. That is horrific. And and Sirianni is being exposed. He's not good. He is not that good. I, I think that a lot of this success had a lot to do with the coordinators. Yeah. And, and, and Shane Steichen's going to make the playoffs. I'm under the impression that, like, Everybody has figured them out. I feel like their offense has become very, like, sort of redundant. And it's not even the offense. It's full. The defense is horrible. That's that, too. I think it's both. They make no – I mean, again, like – but I just don't think that Tyrion is a good coach. If you remember, when they had that lead, the Kansas City Chiefs scored two touchdowns where in, in the Super Bowl where the guy was open. The, the nearest defender was in Tucson. So yeah. – they, and they didn't make any adjustments. They, I just don't think that Sirianni makes any adjustments. He's not that good. And this is an unbelievably bad loss. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, think, I think the Eagles right now are missing Doug Peterson. They're missing a lot. They're missing Shane Steichen went, and then Jonathan Gannon beat them on Sunday, who was a coordinator in, in, in Philly as well. I mean, they it, – it's not – no, that's good. what I'm saying. I, that's why I think a lot of their success could be chalked up to their coordinators. Yeah, they've fallen apart. And they, yeah, it's a, yeah, they, they, they're just yeah. a total disgrace. Now, I will say, losing the a- NFC East might actually give you an easier playoff matchup in the first round, but still. But based guys, on how they're playing, I, like, I, I don't know how many playoff teams they'd even be favored against. Well, they'll probably be favored against Tampa, but still. Yeah, that's true because that division's terrible. Yeah, or the Saints or wh- whoever playing, coming out of that either division. Tampa or the Saints, and then the uh, the Cowboys will play either the Rams or the Packers. Well, that's true. They would be favored against the Packers. Yeah, yeah, um, um, but yeah, no, but I don't know. There's a lot of weak teams coming out of the NFC this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, with, with the Eagles right now, it's both. It's the fact – I mean, I said last year that the Bills were like the Mets of the NFL. But this year, I think the Eagles are more like the Mets of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. I, I mean, they yeah, have – The Dolphins kind of too. But yeah. No, I, I think that the Eagles are much more like the Mets. Because don't, don't forget, the Mets last season in 2022 were like were, – were in first place for the longest time. And then they just went into this slump that never ended. That's what it looks like right now for the Eagles. Like the, towards the end of the season, become like re, uh, regressing to like a mediocre team. Yeah, yeah. That that's what it looks like right now for the Eagles. Because uh, like I, it seemed like it was all like, all right, this is bad, but you know they're going to come back. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah, they fell apart. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole lot of all this. Um, okay. So obviously all the college football stuff going on. Um, okay. So Alabama, Michigan, that was an amazing game. Uh, I thought for a while that Alabama was going to win. Uh, it really looked like it. Um, Alabama, like, I feel like whoever won this game, would have gone on to win the national championship. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, th- these two teams looked far superior. I was kind of right when I said you would get something a lot closer to the team that – the Alabama team that beat Georgia than the one that lost – that almost lost to Auburn. Mm-hmm. That is the team we got. Nah. I mean, Michigan's, Michigan's special teams cost them so many times. They I know, but they still – I, I don't disagree, but they still were able to take it to overtime. I mean, to be fair, Alabama's messed up too a lot. It's- Alabama, yeah. So, so it, it certainly looked like Alabama was going to win the game. Uh, I said this in the recap um, when I did the recap on Twitter. Um, Michigan proved that why they were the best team in the country because they had a horrible game. This, this I think was the worst game they played all season. They no, the, one, the, the Iowa game might have been worse. No, the, the special teams was horrible. Their coaching, I didn't think was good. I thought he coached very conservative. 
Uh, and J.J. McCarthy did not have a good game up until the last drive. Um, and they found a way to win the game. Uh, they made a million mistakes. What the what the kid was doing when he fumbled on the very end of the game, he fumbled the the uh, the punt, which they had a million miscues on special teams. And then he tried to pick it up and run with it, which is the worst thing you can do yeah. when you fumble the punt. You have to fall on the ball. And they really got lucky because they could have taken a, sa- a safety to lose that game as well. Very easy. They um, very easily with Alabama's pass rush. Now, I want to address something also. Uh, I said that it was a bad play call by Alabama on the last play. Uh, I apologize for that because it was not the bad play call. It was a run-pass option, and Jalen Milrow just lost his mind. It was a run-pass option where they had a guy open that he should have thrown to on the right side, and he decided to just sneak it in. Yeah. Um, but Alabama also had two timeouts to get that play ready because Michigan called the timeout and Alabama called the timeout. But it was it was great resolve by Michigan to to, to win the game, and uh, uh, they're the best team in the country. I think I, I think they're going to s- smack Washington around um, as we're getting into the other game, but. Yeah, it was I, – I, I certainly I, – I don't know. It, it, I would have rather seen Florida State with Jordan Travis in the game, but – or I might, might have rather seen Georgia as well, but uh, – I don't think Georgia would have – I don't think Georgia would have been as good against Michigan. Yeah, we'll never know, but I, I – yeah, it looked like Alabama was going to win for the longest time, and J.J. McCarthy, again, like this is why Michigan is the best team because J.J. McCarthy didn't have a good game, and but then he put together a drive when he had to to tie the game. Yeah. And the um, Michigan defense stood up when they had to. And Blake Corum got a gigantic run when he had to. Yeah. So they did. Yeah. Michigan did everything that they needed to do, basically, to win the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, it's, you're, you're right. They, they totally proved why they were the best team in the country. I mean, I, I was, I mean, I didn't feel that way throughout the whole game. I didn't feel like, well, I didn't feel like they had a bad game outside of special teams throughout the whole game. But they really seem to be coming apart in every possible way in the third quarter. They, yeah, they feel like like to me like it's similar with like the San Francisco 49ers where like they could put in a C plus effort, which this was about a C plus effort, and win a game. Yeah. Not every good, not most teams can put in a C plus effort and win a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, but like just not 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 to mention, by the way, not to mention the missed field goal, which missed might- extra point. And the missed extra point. If they had made that extra point, they would have been ahead by – I mean, like, that's four points right there, not to mention the muffed punts. I mean, the the, the, uh, missed field goal is like a 50-something yarder, but – That was a tough one. But the the missed missed field goal was bad because – the missed field goal was bad because Michigan got the ball off a fumble at midfield and had to settle for a 50-something yard field goal. Right, exactly. So what were they doing? Right. So um, yeah, there was, a, but but they also they muffed punts, they muffed two punts at least. They 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 were all over the place on special teams. Yeah, I mean that that could have been like we were maybe a couple of inches away from like the worst loss in college football history. And Michigan already have the worst loss in college football history when they were all they had to do was punt the ball out of bounds and they fumbled the punt and then threw it right to the guy in Michigan State. Yeah, was, yeah, exactly. That, that, that is the worst loss in college football history. So. Uh, yeah, we were there, and it, but it felt it was feeling most of the game like the narrative was going to start to be Harbaugh can't win a big get, playoff game because he would have lost three in a row. Um, that's what it start, was starting to feel like for most of the game, and then they put it together when they had to. Yeah, and, and yeah, I remember that. Uh, that was almost yeah, that was eight years ago now, uh, yeah. and that and because of that, Ohio State that killed Ohio State. Well, yeah, Michigan State got into the playoffs. Yeah, which. Unfortunately, they did because uh, Michigan State couldn't really compete with Alabama that year. Um, no. Yeah, so that that was just yeah. And uh, obviously, we also have to get into Washington, Texas. Um, okay, so you said that that game was much more of a foregone conclusion. I yes. guess you were technically right, but in the wrong well, direction. <laughs> well, no, well, you talk about you talk about we were inches away. If Washington loses that game, that's the worst loss in college football history. Because yeah. Washington had the game, Washington had the game wrapped up, and they had a bad fumble. They were up what nine with a minute left or something, and then the kid gets injured. Oh, they would have ran the clock out. Yeah. And then their star running back gets injured, uh, and then they punt the ball to Texas, and 
the center, I don't know what he was thinking, or the long snapper, I don't know what he was thinking, what he was doing, just slammed into the guy after a fair catch, which yeah. is a 15-yard penalty. Um, the stupidest thing you can do. It was the stupidest thing you could do. Uh, and then what – then you have to give credit to to the play because what a play it was defensively on that last play to knock the ball out. Um, it was a one-on-one jump ball in the end zone, and uh, the kid knocks it away. Great win for Washington. Washington, uh, again, I think they're going to get smacked around by Michigan. But I have to say about Washington, uh, people said they were going to lose to Oregon. They said they were going to lose to Oregon State. They said they were going to lose to Oregon again. They said they were going to get beat by Texas. They, they've they've proven people wrong time after time again, time time and time again. Um, so you have to give Washington credit. And Michael Penix was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it, it. it's like, yeah, he, I mean, obviously, Michael Penix is probably the best quarterback in the country. Um, it, it, it The thing with Washington is that they're able to win games when it's close. Although they've had a lot of, uh, although they've had a lot of, uh, it, they've had a lot of really unimpressive wins. But every single time I doubt Washington in some way, they end up winning. Right. And we're actually going to get a non- uh a non-SEC final. Yeah, so everybody who whines about the SEC being overrepresented can be happy now. It's an an all-Big Ten final, two Big Ten teams. Well, Big Ten basically a Rose Bowl. Washington will be in the Big Ten next year. No, but right now they're still in the Pac-12. Yeah, true. Um, (laughs) It's not a Big Ten team yet. Uh, And then how how about that loser fan at the end, the Texas fan? Wait, so what happened with that? So there was a Texas. Uh, I saw like some type of conversing between players. Yeah, and like they, they they were they were like yelling. Um, maybe we can get the video in here. When we do the podcast, but they were like the the something must have been yelling from the fans, and then the the Washington fans were like, or the Washington players were like, "We run the South two and 2 and zero, and we're like doing the horns down." And then as they were walking away, this guy who, if you watch the video, was like forty five. And he's got his two kids with him, or who can't be older than ten, and he's just yelling at them. First, like when they're yelling, he's like he's like motioning them, like saying "come here." And then as they're walking away, he's like, "Remember me, motherfuckers, remember me." Which is like maybe one of the biggest loser things I've ever seen with like a forty-five-year-old man yelling in front of his two ten-year-old kids, at nineteen and twenty-year-old kids to come fight him. First of all, it's embarrassing to do. Second of all, if they actually did come fight him, I, I would put all my money on the 20 year old football players wearing pads and the 45 year old guy in the stands. Yeah. I, I think that doing things like that in front of your own, first of all, there's, there's a very good chance he was inebriated. I'm sure, but still. <laughs> uh, do it. Try challenging somebody to a fight in front of your own kids. It has yeah. to be one of the stupidest things you can do. It has to be, and he was right at the end zone, so he, he must pay thousands of dollars for those tickets too. Like, I mean, I will say, I don't take issue if if the Washington players went up to them and did the horns down thing and was and were talking shit. I am not mad at the fans for responding to that and also talking shit to them. Um, it's more the whole "come fight me" thing. Well, it, it is. I, I do love how much uh, Texas fans get um, get upset about this gesture. Like, the horns down. Yeah, like that's that is very funny. That is a bizarre. It was banned by the big. Remember, it was banned by the Big Twelve. It was a yeah. I remember, which is a fan. the weirdest. Is it like I don't even understand what's so bad about it, other than it's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, Texas it's, fans hate it. Uh, Texas fans hate it, but um, yeah, it's this was a but yeah, it was um, it was a great game. I. I uh, I would have felt I, I I had a Texas Michigan parlay, um, so just just money line. So even though I wanted Texas to win at the end, I would have felt horrible for Washington if they had lost that game in that fashion. I mean, they had no business losing. Texas had no business winning that game. No. So um, I mean, not to been. mention the fact that they they messed up so many times. And and now uh, like that fumble towards the end of the game, and yeah, exactly. And, and now Texas is you know, and and now. Uh, Texas is going to go to uh, Quinn Ewers and basically tell him uh, we have someone else coming in. Time to go. So, well, I, I don't know. Quinn Ewers didn't play that bad. Quinn Ewers didn't play that bad of a game. But it doesn't have to do. It has to do with uh, that. Uh, Arch Manning is coming. 
Yeah, well, supposedly. But how do we know Arch Manning is better? I don't know. Somebody, somebody said on, on Twitter that it's going to be crazy when they find out that Arch Manning is Tate Martell with famous relatives. <laughs> I mean, he very well might be. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But, um, but yeah, it was a great game. This, this was the best playoff we've ever had so far. So far, yeah. It yeah. Def- definitely it was. was. Yeah. There were no blowout games or anything like that. I mean, yeah. last year was also a pretty – the final four was great yeah yeah no, the, the final four was great I mean if you don't remember Ohio State I didn't watch the ball drop because Ohio State literally missed that field goal at the stroke of midnight, the stroke of midnight yeah <laughs> you know, like, the, the, that was a and you know that game definitely could have gone either way yeah um I mean like yeah Michigan's a really good team but I am not gonna say that Michigan's gonna smack the, smack around Washington um, I don't think that at all. Um, so wait, wait, let's just get into this. So, uh, Michigan is favored by four and a half. Um, I feel like this line might go up a little bit. Yeah, um, I agree. These are, these are two very like opposite teams. Um, Washington, it doesn't have the best defense and they're known for their offense. They have a really good quarterback. Uh, Michigan is not Michigan's quarterback play is not as good. Um, they run the ball a lot more. They don't have a passing game quite like uh, Washington does. And they have the best – and they would kill you at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're, they're essentially like opposite teams matching up against each other. Um, I will say Michigan, I think – I think one of the biggest reasons I would take Michigan is they can play a bad game like they did last week against a team like Alabama. And, who, and Alabama would probably have beaten Washington had they played head-to-head – um, and they were still able to win. So Washington played a very good game and won that game. Michigan didn't play a good game and had a whole bunch of mess ups on special teams and were still able to win, which is why I would take Michigan minus four and a half. Yeah, I would take Michigan minus four and a half. And I'll also take the over. Like you said, Washington has a good, good passing offense. Michigan does have a good defense, but Washington's defense is not good. So especially their passing defense. Yeah. No, I, I'll take the over. I'm going to play the over, but mainly. I would take the over, too. Um, although, between now and the start of the game, it's probably going to go up. I think both. I think the spread's going to get bigger and the line is going to go up. Yeah, I would take it probably till about 58. Then I would Yeah, something it. like that. I mean, it, you also have to remember, in these games, a lot of things happen at the very end. Right. Where, like, it, you know, you just never know. Um, and like I said, I mean, look, Michigan is a bit like this Michigan team, I think is the best team in college football right now. I think most people would agree with that. And most people likely would have agreed with that the whole season. But I also don't think this is a team that is quite like the 2019 LSU team or the 20 uh, or the 2020 Alabama team, which is just extremely dominant. I don't think they're, they're a historically great team. I just think Right now, they're the best team. Yeah, I, I agree. So I, I would take Michigan four and a half, and not yeah, and, and just and honestly, my opinion of Washington has changed a little bit, um, especially after last game. Uh, maybe it should have changed after they beat Oregon in, in the uh, Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wonder how it's going to look like when they're uh, a Big Ten team traveling to the Midwest constantly. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, you know. It, it, like, like the point of conferences used to just be for like geographic reasons. Yeah, it's so stupid now, but whatever. It's all about money, of course. It's all about the branding and the money um, that 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 these teams are moving conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's worth it to them to have. I, I mean, to be fair. In the ACC, you have teams all the way up and down the coast, but at least there's no time zone issue. Yeah, this is that that the, I don't like the conference realignment, but nobody seems to like it. No, although it, it's very predictable, given that the Pac-12 was just not a very profitable conference, right? And I, I think part of it is, I think teams wanted it out of the Pac-12 because they wanted to get out of the whole like. West Coast thing. There's a, a bit of an East Coast bias because teams often don't uh, like you know in the committee they don't they often don't watch teams on the West Coast at least mm-hmm. that's the perception. 
Um, I think it's also true that teams west of the Mississippi tend to not be as good as teams east of the Mississippi. Um, right. There is a tendency there too. Um, I mean, I will say the Pac-12 is these Pac-12 teams going to the Big Ten are going from the easiest weather conference to the hardest weather conference. That I mean, don't like you know playing at Northwestern. Your toughest opponent at Northwestern or Washington or Nebraska or whoever is not the team; it's the weather. And these are teams that are just not used to it. I mean, USC playing in ten feet of snow. Yeah, that'll be fun. I think that's an underrated factor for these Pac-12 teams. Yeah, that'll be fun. That that'll be fun. That it would be certainly. It, I, I don't. It, it would certainly be an interesting thing to watch because the weather on the West Coast is just so mild compared to in right. the middle of the country. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and these are conditions I've never seen Pac-12 teams deal with. No, it's it's gonna be very interesting. Like it. it like I just think that, and not to mention the time zone thing. Yeah, that's another issue with the, the, the time zone. Not as much as the weather, but the time zone thing. I mean, yeah, the nine noon game, these Big Ten noon games, you're yeah. like two hours behind at least. Yeah, three or two hours is crazy. They're gonna be nine a.m. games. Yeah, so I don't know that. I mean, it makes sense that they would do it. Um, it because you know the whole TV thing. Um, okay, so I wait. I want to get into some NFL picks. I know we just did the NFL. So we're doing three of these games. Bills at Dolphins plus two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think the whole world is on the Bills. Everybody thinks the Bills are going to win. I think the whole world is on the Bills. So I'm going to take the Dolphins solely for that reason. Oh, I disagree. I'm taking the Bills. Um, I, th- I think the Bills are much- I think the Bills are a better team. Um, I don't think the Dolphins are that good of a team against other good teams. Um, Their only good win, I think, was against... First of all, I don't like the Dolphins' defense, uh, but their only really good win was against the Cowboys, a Cowboys team that is oddly bad on the road. Um, I think the Bills right now look like a better team. Yeah, I agree, but it just just seems too easy, that two and a half. And also, two and a half, that's a pick-em game. It's a pick-em game, but that's what I'm saying. It just seems too easy. So I'm going to take and, – and and I know that Josh Allen took a stinger last week, so I don't know if he's going to be 100. He's going to play, obviously, but he's, he's not – we'll see if he's 100% healthy. So. I mean, look, if he's not 100% healthy, then I would change my mind. But assuming he's healthy. Yeah. But um, I just I just think it's too easy, so I'm going to take the Dolphins. Um. Well, okay. But, but do you think the Bills – it also depends on whether or not the Bills will have enough motivation from terrorist groups. Yeah, exactly. Well – that That's a real factor, too. Yes, exactly. That's that's going to be the big factor. What what he can bring up, in- <laughs> what 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 terrorist attack he's going to bring up to really motivate the Bills. <laughs> um, all right, so Eagles at Giants plus five. Yeah, this one is seems easy, but I think this should be easy. The Eagles need the game. It doesn't matter because the Cowboys are going to walk the Commanders. So just forget about it. But Eagles need the game. Five points. Giants, not great. And the Giants, I think, are actually worse at home sometimes. So um, I'll take... There's a lot about the fan base, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It does. Uh, The Eagles, I'll take the Eagles. The only thing that concerns about this game is that it's supposed to be a bad storm in the New York area during this game. That's the only thing that's concerning. Yeah. That's... How bad... Is it supposed to be snowing during the game? Snow and rain. So I I I might play the under... But I, I, I would I, consider I, taking the under, but it, that, that's obviously going to adjust for the weather. I would still take the Eagles, though. I agree. I would take the Eagles too. Um, although, I mean, although five on the road, five points. I still, my gut tells me though that the Eagles should be able to win. I mean, the Giants are just not a good team and have nothing to play for. Um, right. I would never go to a game like this. By the way, no, this is ridiculous. I did once. Um, maybe six years ago or something to a Giants Titans game five years ago. I think it was one of the worst experiences of my life. It was so cold. There were a bunch of other games on and I was just sitting there freezing my ass off. I can't even focus on the score. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a horrible game. Uh, I would never go to a game like this. If I, if I were to have season tickets, I would just sell these. Yes. I I would, I would sell these tickets or give them away even. Yeah, give them away. I don't know who's buying them. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't care. <laughs> uh, Texans at Colts. The Colts are getting one and a half. 
Um, who do you like? Texans. I think I, the Texans I like the Texans. The Colts are the home. The Colts are just not good at home. Yeah, and I just think the Texans are the better team right now. Yeah, I think the Texans are a better team. This is going to be a great game. Oh, well, I don't know if it's going to be a great. This game. is a playoff game, by the way. This is a, a right. It's essentially a playoff win. game. Yeah. Winners and losers out. And the winner could – now, the winner of this game, not only could they be in the playoffs, but if Jacksonville are to slip up against Tennessee, uh, they win the division. Yeah. This game. So Which you, you never know with Jacksonville. No. Um, Especially with Lawrence Hurt. So this is a, this is a gigantic game. Saturday, this is Saturday night, by the way. 8:30. At 8.15. Yeah. yeah. Weird to see NFL on Saturday nights. Odd. Yeah, very odd. Um, obviously never happens till after college football is over. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, th- that's, uh, that's why there was no Monday night game. Yeah. That's why there's no Monday night. Yeah. Um, okay. So do I, I want to get into this Jets, uh, sorry, Knicks trade a little bit. Uh, the Knicks basically got fleeced in this trade. They got OG and Unobi for, um, uh, it, they gave up Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett. Yeah. For, and a second round pick. Yeah, for OG Ananobi and Precious Achua. And Precious Achua, who is God's gift to Chua's brother. Correct. Weird names in that family. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, we got fleeced. I don't know how much you watched the last two games, but we did win the last two games. He has looked good in the last two games. My biggest problem of this was the reason the Knicks got fleeced was the inclusion of Quickly. Yeah. That, uh, R.J. Barrett, I, I, I was so for trading. R.J. Barrett is – I'm so fine trading R.J. Barrett. Quickly was the issue. He's our best sixth man. He's, he's he's our best bench player. He's a great role player. He had 32 points for the Raptors the other night. Uh, that was the biggest issue. And also, I don't understand if they were willing to trade Barrett and Quickly. Now I'm going to get annoyed because this has been annoying me for a year. Why did they not trade him for Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. I don't understand because they didn't want to get trade RJ Barrett accordingly to get Donovan Mitchell last year. Now, in fairness, we we beat Donovan Mitchell in five games and he was. Oh, we would have been better off with Donovan Mitchell we than with Barrett. With Donovan Mitchell. They still don't have a scorer. OJ Anobi's a better um a better um defender than than these guys. He's good for our defense. He's a good player, certainly. But we need a scorer still. For some reason, the Knicks have a weird sort of uh, affection for power forwards. Well, we need to get a bigger guy, too. We have Mitchell Robinson, yeah, but we need to get Keldon Johnson, I think, from San Antonio is who I would go for. But the thing is, we and we need to get rid of these treasure trove of picks. And right now, they're not even a team that can win it. I'm sorry, because a lot of Knicks fans do think they're contenders. They're not a team I can see even getting out of the first round. And they're certainly in the same same run. So – I, I we need a score. It's, it's a good move. It's a good move if there's more to come. If this is the only move, it's it's a bit. It's not a good move. If, but also, but like losing quickly is not nothing. No, it's a big deal. That, that's still a big deal. You need there's there hasn't been a team ever to win the NBA championship that just has a starting five. You need depth. Yeah, you need depth off the bench. You and it's not like you're getting like some amazing star player. I mean, basically, like like you said, we could have traded, we could have gotten Donovan Mitchell, and instead we got OG Anunoby. It's ridiculous, and I just, it just doesn't make sense because they said, well, we don't want RJ Barrett. We don't. They didn't want to trade RJ Barrett, and that was one of the things. And now you've traded Barrett and quickly for a the guy who's not as good a scorer. Like, I, but but also it's like. It's not like R.J. Barrett was supposed to be this great player and you know, they expected him to be so much better. He he didn't really change all that much. No, like, he's, he's exactly what he was before, and now they're willing to trade him, and they weren't willing to trade him last year. No, and I would – I mean, I don't know. I, I And we have all these picks. I honestly would, wouldn't be mad at the inclusion of, of Randall in a trade for somebody as well if he's a good enough player. And so we have assets that they need to go do something. I mean, this is – they're not. They haven't improved uh, on last year at all. Yeah. So that that's the Knicks. They're just a, a mess of an organization. I, yeah, I, I don't know what Leon Rose was thinking. Um, yeah, it's a. It's just. It's very annoying to watch. It is. Um, I mean, right now we're a playing team. I mean, they will. They'll. They'll make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs past the play-in. I, I can guarantee you that. But 
But that's about not it. a team that can go further than they did last year. No, no, I don't think they've, they've improved very much. No. Um, okay, so I want to get into this Jason Whitlock story. So he, he t- people are clowning him because he tweeted out this thing about uh, this birthday card ad he got on ESPN. Uh, yes. On ESPN.com. Uh, I don't yeah. remember. What exactly did it say? So, it he, said- uh, so he was he was he was on ESPN.com uh, doing some NFL standings research, and he had an ad come up. So he tweeted this. He said, I'm looking at NFL standings on ESPN.com. This ad is running above the standings. How is this possible? Appropriate? And the ad is for a birthday card, which says, balls deep inside of me is a great way to spend your birthday. Uh, So nice little uh, family birthday card. Uh, (laughs) And it also says on the side of it, one pack, funny, happy birthday for him husband, boyfriend, etc. cetera. Uh, now, Jason Whitlock tweeted this thinking that he was going to get a lot of uh, uh, support from people saying that the ads are too sexualized and instead doesn't realize that most of the ads are through an algorithm that you search up. So like what your search up. So what Jason Whitlock probably did was he went on a website he accepted the cookies, which is not the first time that Jason Whitlock has accepted cookies. <laughs> and he went on. And so this first of all, is- everybody accepts cookies. I always accept the cookies. Correct. But this is based on his search history. So then he was getting clowned. And instead of either not responding or leaning into it, he did the absolute worst thing you could do, which is to completely go back at them. Um, he went on and on about Christianity, which was... Uh, interesting. And then he then posted a hour, like a essay about how it was the agenda of sexualized content that was after him. And he posted a picture of another shirt, shirt that he got an ad for uh, that says three words in big letters. And it says the, so the, the shirt says, I lick the salt, swallow the tequila and suck the lime. But the salt, the tequila, and lime are in very small letters. So popping out at you, it says, I lick, swallow, and suck. And he added this to his essay. So his his idea to go against this was to then post a shirt that said, I lick, swallow, and suck. And then he posted a like, five-minute video talking about how the agenda is after him, even though he willingly posted this ad on his Twitter yeah, I mean, I will say I've been on ESPN.com a bunch of times. I've never seen an ad like that. No, because I don't look that up on my computer. I, I think that's weird. I will say I do get people. Okay, so supposedly it's based on an algorithm based on what you search these ads. Mm-hmm. I get ads. Okay, I'm on ESPN.com right now. I have an ad for a Jeep. Well, I don't yeah. know why I'm getting an ad for a Jeep. I've never searched. I mean that that's not that does not reflect my search history at but, all. But it could um, be something you click on. But it is. It could, it is I mean, look, look I, I am not looking to buy a car. I, I mean, never yeah, would have searched that. Um, but I had like, and, and to be charitable to him for a second, to be completely charitable, it is certainly possible that he looked up birthday cards or something, and that particular thing happened to pop up. I, it's it's a little bit of an out there ad. I will say I've I've been in you know I, I've been googling uh, I've been or I've been watching YouTube videos about um, uh, like workout videos. It's bulking season's almost over. It's about to be cutting season. Shout out Ellen and Garris. Um, but uh, the uh, the and I when I went on ESPN, I got an ad for like fat loss stuff because obviously I've been looking at like workout yeah. videos and stuff. So it does look at the algorithm, it but it's just, no, I, I noticed I get that on Facebook or when this happens. It's just very funny when these people, and the way that he responded to like, go at everybody he went at Katie Nolan and stuff because she made a tweet where she didn't even name him by name, by the way. And he just went at her. Like, that's the worst thing you could do. And he also like, just went on and on about Christianity. There was a guy, Benny Johnson. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a right wing political commentator and he had a he had a tweet in 2017 where he was looking at the military times and he said this is the ad on the military times right now and it was an ad for the world's biggest gay cruise 
and <laughs> he was getting clowned for that. But uh, it was very funny. He he, I, I, he he enacted the Christian defense, which is like the Tom Brenneman when he got caught saying um, a, a word that I won't say. But he, he went on and was like, I'm a man of faith and stuff like that. Like, uh, people do run to religion. There we go. But people do run to the, that like religious defense very quickly. But it was just funny because he was just getting clowned and would just like be like, well, this is the agenda of the alphabet community. It's like, well, you actually posted this. Like, yeah. It's a a bizarre. I mean, it's funny. I just don't know if it's true that he necessarily searched something like that. And that's the reason it popped up. Like, I don't know if that's true. I would believe it if it was on like if you were scrolling through social media. Right. Right. On ESPN.com. Like I said, I'm getting this stuff. I get ads like this all the time. And they're not things that I ever searched. So I just don't know if it really is, if he really did search that. Whenever he's trending, I'll always think of two videos. One of them, of course, was when uh, LeVar Ball said that Jason Whitlock can't comment on anything besides snacks. Uh, That's an all-time video. And then there's another one where uh, DJ Envy asked one of the Breakfast Club guests if Jason Whitlock hates other black people. And the guest said that, Jason Whitlock hates anyone who can walk up a flight of stairs. <laughs> right. Honestly, I think this whole like weight thing is getting a little old. I mean, yeah, but he's uh, th- this was just a classic like boomer on Twitter. Uh, just not so knowing. Right uh, now, I'm getting a, sp- a sponsor for uh, Merce, sponsored by Mercy Ships on ESPN. I don't know. I'm getting all of, all of this stuff, all of these ads. I'm getting on ESPN. Are on ESPN.com at least are I'm getting from things that like had nothing to do with anything I searched. So I don't know how much like to be fair, I don't know how much this is strictly because oh he searched this all this weird sexual stuff. It's I mean, certainly, by the way, it certainly is possible that he was searching uh, that it, like he does probably spend a lot of time on Twitter tweeting about things like this and that algorithm may have picked up. I don't know. Like it, it is I mean, a weird ad. I will defend way. him in this one way. That is a really weird ad to see on ESPN. <laughs> it's not, it's a funny ad. It, it's also a boomer move to watch like those kinds of videos on your computer. Like only like boomers would do that. So yeah. I, I, could def- I could definitely see, see this, but yeah, just watch out for those birthday card ads. <laughs> it's a, it, 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 that is, a, I mean, if you saw it, I mean, if I saw that, I would probably just laugh at it. Yeah, I don't know if I would get my phone out and take a picture and then tweet it. I, to maybe it. I would take a picture of it and send it to my friends or whoever, or even post about it. But I would probably yeah. think it's just kind of a weird. I'd probably even laugh at it. He was like angry about it. Like that was the one thing he was like, "Is this appropriate?" Like, yeah, yeah I mean, it is a weirdly sexualized ad for. <laughs> it's very odd. Like I don't know. Like to be fair, I will say also say this: I don't know how many people on ESPN.com that ad would really appeal to. Right. I, I don't think that really is ESPN's demographic. He, um, cause he, it, it's a pretty like small percentage of people that would buy a birthday card like that right. and like leave it out in public. Like how many people would buy that birthday card and leave it out like on their counter in their home. And if people like walk in, they see that thing. Like it just is a weird sort of thing to buy. Yeah. Like it, it yeah. is a very niche group of people that would buy that ad. Yeah, he, he did get ratioed into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very funny. Uh, it, it's one of I don't know one of these weird sort of sports media stories. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, Wait, so um, I just refreshed it. My is so we'll see what ad comes up now. Jeep again, yeah, yeah, Jeep Wrangler. Like that's the thing. I don't know how much this has anything to do with your search history. It's a sign for you to get a Jeep, I guess. Uh, maybe it's just, I. I don't. I don't need a new car. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a new twenty twenty four Jeep. Um, I don't know if I would ever buy a Jeep. Um, no. although I, I do kind of like the way Jeeps look when they have like a. a I, I like. I used to like the the way those old jeeps looked, where it's like, it's like it doesn't have a door. You know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. But 
I know it's tricky. Well, Jeeps are good on any terrain, though, so you could you could drive a Jeep into a snowbank and be all right. <laughs> all right. I don't think anybody knows about that. But, yes, I did drive my car into a snowbank and <laughs> broke my tire. I mean, to be fair, there's a good chance I would have done that on a Jeep anyway. So yeah, uh, a good chance I, uh, that, that was a very expensive snowbank that I drove into. Uh, yeah. So I, like I said, I don't, but like if, but if I look at Twitter or something, yeah, I feel like the ads are a lot more relevant. Borgata. Okay. Yeah. Typico casino. So there you go already. Yeah, there's a lot of betting ads. Two casino ads. Um, we bull. Okay. That's investing in trading stocks. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't know if that's too relevant. Bet MGM. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through I'm just scrolling through. I scrolled through Twitter for 30 seconds. Fan, so I had I had like five like betting ads. Yeah, I get a lot that of is, betting. Like it is so obvious based on my Twitter feed that that is based on like that is very relevant to me. Right. ESPN.com, I'm going on there. None of those ads are relevant to me in particular. And to be fair, the reason might be because I don't spend a lot of time on my computer. Right, right. Like, it, like I, I don't search things on my computer. Everything I do is on my phone. And if you want to, like, if the algorithm were to get a good sense of who I am, it would mm-hmm. be on my phone, not on this device. Like, it's, it's so I, that could be the reason why. Like, I, I like, I'm just saying yeah. based on what I was seeing, the ads were not relevant to me. I just think I, I enjoy social media a lot because things like this are just funny. Yeah, this is this. Okay, is that's a, all it is. It's just funny. <laughs> this is very funny. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, yeah. So we'll be back next week. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I got to get going. No Thursday night football today. Mm. Oh, I'm missing Thursday night football. Nope. <laughs> all right. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.